Hi, everybody. Before we jump into the talk with Janine Pipe, I just wanted to come in here and say we did have a bit of an audio mishap, so there's probably like a minute or so of lost audio. I'm so sorry. Um, It happens at the very beginning, so right after we introduce Janine, it does cut off, so we lose a little bit of her introduction and the first question in which I do ask who, you know, inspired her to get into the horror genre altogether, in which she did say her father... So she, of course, discusses that for a little bit, and the audio comes back in in the middle of that question. But the rest of the discussion with her is fantastic. So I hope you guys enjoy. We do apologize, but let's go ahead and get into it. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Slasher. My name is Adrian. And I'm Stormy. And today we have a very special guest. We have a fantastic, fantastic horror creator, author, blogger, podcaster, and YouTuber, Janine Pipe. Hi, Janine. Hello. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Of course. And things like that, obviously being British and kind of just passed the love down onto me. And by the time I was 10 or 11, I was reading Stephen King and watching films I probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> but, um, you know, they kind of always let me watch that sort of thing. And then linked to that, um, I'm not sure if you know, but I used to be a police officer and I'd always wanted to be a police officer, right again from sort of kindergarten age. I always knew that. So, again, I used to watch all the crime and on TV and read things like that. So when they kind of go hand in hand, the horror and the right. crime and thrillers. So, yeah, it's just always been there. That's so awesome. I mean, Stormy <laughs> loves her true crime. So she's ah, so, into, yeah, awesome. she loves true yeah. crime. <laughs> yep, that's definitely my niche. So I worked in dispatch for three years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I imagine it's slightly different over with you than it is over here. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that's awesome. So, how long were you like in the police force? Uh, five years so not a long time but I always worked within what we call the criminal justice system so um, before I joined the police I was a parole officer and I've always sort of had my hand in that kind of thing and then I had my daughter and when I had a child everything seemed completely different and I couldn't put myself back out into that dangerous position again I just didn't want to and of course, um, with being in the police, sometimes you're on like night shifts for like seven days in a row. And it's hard enough on a relationship, let alone when there's a child involved. I also knew that I don't I, I wouldn't be able to walk into a room anymore and find stuff to do with children. I couldn't I couldn't deal with that now that I was a mother. I, and so I just left the police. And to be honest, I, I've never missed it. <laughs> Oh, I love that though. I mean, but you did, you know, what not only felt best, but like what made you happiest. So, I mean, writings, I mean, so when did you even like 
speaking writing like kind of what led you to that path yeah so writing um English was always my best subject at school and I always enjoyed um especially the creative side of things um and what really got me started was probably mid-teens I started reading point horror like lots of teenagers read okay um because we didn't have goosebumps over here when I was a a child goosebumps came that bit later but we had point horror when I was a teenager and I guess my first um adventures into writing was almost like fan fiction you know kind of like an ode to point horror you know those kind of things that I would write just uh, and again no one will ever see them probably they don't (laughs) even exist anymore but that was my first kind of playing around and and creating my own sort of R.L. Stein-esque kind of stuff And then I didn't write fiction for years and years and years. But um, another thing that's one of my passions is Disney. Um, And (laughs) we've been to, you know, very lucky to have been to Florida. Um, It will be, we're booked to go back this year, but whether we get there or not, I don't know. But this will be our, (laughs) it would be our 10th visit. So I've got a little bit of experience um, and I actually started writing for a Disney blog um, and then um, started writing for a travel agent blog about different advice, like taking children to Disney and all this kind of stuff. Wow. And although it obviously wasn't anything to do with horror, it was still writing. And I kind of thought to myself, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And then I um, I lost my job after uh, my um, daughter started going to school again. And I, and I thought I want to work. I knew I wasn't going back into the police, but I wanted to get into teaching. So I actually started um, as a teacher's aide at her school. And unfortunately, I lost my job um, because of redundancies. Mm-hmm. And I kind of uh, I kind of thought to myself, let's let's say it's fate. Let's do, you know, let's use this time now to do something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to write a book. Let's sit down and do it. Right. Well, let's just say the first few chapters of that book will never, ever be seen by anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was horrendous. Because you don't go from nothing to suddenly sitting down and writing a bestseller. Yeah. (laughs) But it it kind of got me into, oh, I wonder what I can do. And then I started the blog and all of those kind of things and started to meet people within the community on Twitter and Instagram. And it all just sort of bloomed from there, really. Fantastic. How long have you been like writing for the blog specifically? Um, so it was uh, Halloween time of um, not last year, the year before. So 2019 was when oh. um, Halloween time 2019 was when I really started it. Um, and I didn't think that anything would come from that blog, you know, just I put a few bits and pieces on here and there, contacted a few people like to say, oh, can I interview you? And I didn't think that anyone would even say yes. And I've ended up with some huge names in the genre on that blog. So I'm so and that's how, you know, from doing that got me into the podcasting and YouTubing and all that kind of stuff. And if I hadn't started from that, I wouldn't be here. That's for certain. Honestly, an inspiration, like truly, <laughs> like really, truly like an inspiration. Wow. I mean, also, uh, didn't know that you were teaching for a bit either. So I always say that teaching's the hardest job in the world. I mean, and you were in the police force, so that's terrifying as well. But I still, I always say that my mom was a single mom growing up and she was a teacher. She still teaches. So anytime I meet a teacher, I always say thank you. Like literally thank you. Cause that's such a hard oh. job. Working with kids yeah. and teaching kids is such a big it's a big deal. So, wow. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, now you're here, like you said, kind of 
doing what your dreams have led you to do, which is fantastic. I, I like that. Okay. Well, I guess about the book a little bit. Well, I mean, you're of course can be part of the upcoming anthology that's being yeah. presented by Kandisha Press or released by Kandisha Press, uh, Women yeah. of Horror Anthology, Volume 3, the one that got away. And I mean, fantastic. I mean, the anthology itself is around 30 women. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. 30 different voices from all over the world. That's fantastic. So, I mean, how long have you like had like a relationship or worked with Kandisha? So Kandisha um, is owned by a lady called Jill Girardi, um, who's actually one of my very best friends now. But we connected because of my very first story, which was accepted for volume two last year. Um, so um, there was an open call to say that they were looking for female writers and that the theme of the call was going to be um, Graveyard Smash and that you could write anything um, that came to mind for you so long as it was somewhere somehow themed um, alongside a graveyard and so I wrote a story and sent it and it was my very first official acceptance into a book last year and um, our relationship's just grown from there and now I'm actually working alongside Jill at the press and I'm the uh, press officer so I deal with all the publicity side of things and all of that as well so not only do I obviously um, put stories in the in the volumes I'm part of the promotion team for it as well now awesome wow okay well look at you go again an inspiration like <laughs> like legitimately like okay wow i'm just we're just here like yeah okay okay um fantastic okay well i mean i don't want to get like i guess too spoilery i did read your portion of course of the anthology i bought it i did go and i spent my own money on it uh oh, i did you. purchase it i was like you know what i'm gonna purchase it i'm probably gonna try to get like a paperback copy as well uh because i definitely like to have yeah because i want to have like the physical media but i bought it really quickly and downloaded it over this week so i could just get it quickly and at least consume your portion of it uh so i don't want to get too spoilery but can you kind of give us like an idea i guess of like your portion of that book Okay, so again, the um, theme for this one was just the one that got away. That was all that she gives us, you know, and says, let, let your mind go wherever you want it to go. Um, and one of my favourite authors is Hunter Shea. And he writes an awful lot of cryptid type stories and creature features and all that kind of stuff. So I knew that one thing I was definitely going to have somewhere within the story, again, not giving any spoilers, would be some kind of creature. And then I just another one of my favorite subgenres is um, that whole kind of wrong turn. You know, sort of like when there's yeah, people, that, you know, you go out into the woods and something happens. So <laughs> basically, and that's probably about all I can say about giving too much away, <laughs> is that I knew that I was going to have that kind of scenario, kind of like deliverance, you know, where, where yes. two guys go off on a seemingly innocent hunting trip and then wham, something happens. Oh, I love that. So we'd be backtracking a little bit, but can you tell us a little bit about your biggest inspirations in the genre in general? 
Um, so I don't think any horror author can say that they're not inspired by Stephen King. So definitely King has to be there. You know, um, I know this is going to be audio, but I've got, you know, shelves of Stephen King books. <laughs> and I think we all kind of start off with him, especially for me, his older stuff. So like Carrie and Salem's Lot. Um, but recently, um, as I just said, Hunter Shea, he's definitely one of my major inspirations. Um, a guy called Glenn Rolfe um, and Jonathan Jans. I would say that those three are probably um, my biggest influences. They're all Flintree Press authors as well. And they put out some really good stuff. And then recently I've been really getting into the Splatterpunk Westerns. I don't oh. know if you know, um, through like the Death Head Press ones. And they yeah. are basically exactly what it says on the tin. They are Westerns, but with Splatterpunk. So, you know, you, you've got uh, the one that I've just read, uh, The 13th Coyote, is basically a gang. Instead of just being normal outlaws, the gang of outlaws are werewolves. <laughs> I mean, come and on. it's really, really good. Yeah, so I definitely recommend if if anybody out there listening is uh, it reads horror, splatterpunk western is the way to go. Oh, I love that. That scenario sounds like um, <laughs> oh my goodness, I forget what it's called. Uh, I think it's just called Dog Soldiers. I believe. I think Dog it's like Soldiers a 2003. is my favorite film <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Although that whole synopsis gives me very dog soldier vibes. So I was like, yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah, it's my I, I've watched that so many times. It is my ultimate favorite comfy movie, Dog Soldiers. And I love and it. Werewolves are my favorite of all the monsters as well, all the cryptids and things. Werewolves are my thing. <laughs> I uh fancy myself American Werewolf in London. That's yep. my favorite werewolf film. So I could watch that. 20 times over and like not be disappointed with it I love that film <laughs> yeah and I think um Dog Soldiers has got the same because they're silly aren't they you know yes. they're not there's no way straight at all it's just <laughs> got the humor in it and I think especially with werewolf movies I think you kind of have to have that because they are just silly <laughs> oh yeah very bad I love that um you well you said you're a big Disney fan so can you tell us about your favorite Disney villain and maybe if they've inspired any of your characters Ooh, favorite Disney villain that's interesting uh well my favorite Disney movie is The Little Mermaid possibly Ursula then because she is just all sights all sorts of nasty but a real queen as well uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I love that that's also my favorite Disney movie and my favorite oh, villain awesome. but she's full of camp obviously inspired by yes. the drag queen divine so she's oh, yeah full camp I love her to death so Disney favorite Disney movie Little Mermaid Disney villain Ursula we're best friends already i feel it because legitimately the same (laughs) that's literally me i was like oh okay work um but okay i mean so did you have you ever like tried to like write a character like ursula or have anybody with the gravitas that she has i haven't and now i want to and now i'm going to (laughs) (laughs) definitely let me know yeah, I think even with um, like my love of Disney um, has been since a little girl as well. But like my favorite rides are like the Tower of Terror and the Haunted Mansion. So you know, it, there's always been that side, you know, that spooky side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes hand in hand, and you find a lot of horror fans love Disney as well. It's almost like it crosses over. Right. So that's when I saw that you were like a big Disney fan. I was like, oh, perfect. Because uh, that's how I, I was the exact same way. I grew up loving Disney and obviously the villains. Um, just on 
my aspect of the spectrum over here. I mean, obviously there's so much queer coding in the villains altogether. So that's why I was always yeah. just drawn to them. And then obviously with them, they just have like the darkness and the macabre to them. So they're <laughs> an inspiration to many those villains are. <laughs> but I do want to say, so with your portion of the anthology, you do, mm-hmm. of course, like make nod and reference the film, The Ritual, a few times. Yes. So do you love that movie? Yes, I do very much. Yeah. Again, it's, um, and uh, again, it's almost got kind of the same vibes to it as Dog Soldiers as well, with yes. that whole being in the woods and all that kind of stuff. And there's just something about it. There's just something about being in the woods and getting lost and something not quite right being there. And you can imagine, you can go into the woods and you can freak yourself out. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. You don't actually need like a cryptid to come running past you you could easily get lost and i know like the woods over here are nothing like what you guys have got in the states we've just got miles and miles and miles of trees and nothing Uh, but yeah i think there's there's something about just that setting that lends itself to the genre definitely i love that movie so much (laughs) and just it kind of goes in a direction you don't expect it to go in either especially when it comes down to not just i don't know if stormy's seen it so i don't want to spoil it uh but like the creature design at the end as well with that film is like ridiculous so definitely (laughs) i know that it's um it's um norse isn't it it's a norse god but um it gave me real wendigo vibes as well that's That's what what i thought the entire ah, film up until that point and up until the end yeah. and I was like okay so I guess it's not really that but that's what I yeah. thought the entire time when I was watching that yeah. film we're twinsies <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen it in so long and then I'm super crazy and I remember like specific details of my life so I remember that movie was released onto Netflix when I first moved up here to Vegas which is also funny because your short story is called we should have gone to Vegas so when I saw yeah. that I was like girl okay uh <laughs> But when I first moved to Vegas, uh, that movie had just been put onto Netflix. So I remember, um, I think I had just like made my first bed frame like from Ikea, like the cheapest little thing. And I remember just being on my floor with my very small little TV. I had just moved up here and I was watching that movie and it's always stuck with me ever since. I think just the time and place of watching it, I was like, it was one of those movies that's always been in the back of my mind. So I, when I read that in your book or in your portion of the book, I was like, listen here. I was just very thrilled with it. Okay, so I guess not to be too, well, I mean, I just kind of want to, I just have to ask. So with the creature that you discuss and write about in your portion of the anthology, I mean, so what brought that about? And I also just have to know, so is it like a human type (laughs) of creature? Because I mean, you kind of give some nod to there being some, uh, you know, the anatomy of the creature could possibly be Mm -hmm. humanoid in a way. But in my mind, I was seeing like, um, have you ever seen the film Splice? No, I haven't. Okay, well, there's a creature in there that's just, like, very um, humanoid in a way, but, like, not at the same time. So that's what I was picturing. So I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was okay. supposed to be more humanoid. It's, um, it's interesting because um, when Jill read it, the editor, she saw it as, like, a female demon creature. Um, that's what it came to in her mind. Uh, for me, it was very much, yeah, it was a, a humanoid. So almost like a cave person um almost like um one of the um characters in um bone tomahawk something like that oh okay um yeah so i think she she was definitely very female 
but I'm not explicit in the <laughs> description. So, you know, it's down to interpretation. If, you know, there was nothing wrong with um, people seeing it as different things. And that's kind of the joy of reading as well as we all see something slightly different. Yeah, you're brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mind was racing, of course, with like already like a million different like creature designs like right off the bat I was like you know what this could go so many different ways I'm very obsessed um I was also thinking very like siren so I was like you know I wonder if the creature could also have just like long flowing hair you know that's just how I am you know very over the top uh so I just think you know long gorgeous hair I was like it could be it could be anything so I loved Mm -hmm. it I really did love it and I really want everybody to go and read it because it's fantastic thank you of course uh Stormy do you have any other questions what would you have to say your favorite subgenre of horror is, if you have one? Okay, so I love my creature features. Um, so anything, again, you know, to do with your werewolves or, you know, um, yetis and Bigfoots and all that kind of stuff. I, I really like stories with them. Um, but I also really love slashers. And slashes are probably my favorite of the like with your movie kind of Mm -hmm. genres as well. But I've just and I hadn't really realized there were that many um, slasher books because, again, it's something that's very visual. You don't, you know, really expect to find many books because how can they give you all the jump scares and the stuff that slashes do? But there are more of them out there than you realize, which inspired me. And that's why I've now started writing my own slasher novel. I mean, come on now. Add us to the list. We're excited. <laughs> Definitely let um, us know. Yeah, and it's going to be because, again, it's something which is synonymous with slashes tends to be uh, that they're American. You know, all of your sleep <laughs> camps and all of that, you know, Friday the 13th are always American, uh-huh. which is fine. But I decided that mine's going to be British. Ooh. So it's still going to be in the 80s because I Ooh. love all the nostalgia works perfectly with slashes. But it'll be on a misty British moor instead of in one of your nice summer camps. <laughs> Which I love that. I, I love that aspect to me because that's my favorite type of weather. Gloomy, you know, a little bit of uh, just like, uh, what is that called? Condensation on the window? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. That stuff. So I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm excited. So, uh, yeah. That should be it. I mean, it's it's going to take a while because, you know, you can't, do, because this is going to be my first full length as well. Everything I've done up until now has been short stories, which is a really good way to practice and hone the craft as well. Because basically a short story, you've got everything that you've got within a full size novel. You've still got all your characters, your setting, your plot, your beginning, your middle, your end, but condensed down into obviously just a few thousand words. So it's going to take a while, but uh, you guys will have copies of it definitely. <laughs> yay <laughs> it's gonna be worth the wait i already know it we're is. honored <laughs> <laughs> we're so honored we'll have you on to discuss because all about it i mean our namesake obviously slasher so we're obsessed with them there you go yeah <laughs> uh, it's my bread and butter that's what bread me is my slasher film so that's my favorite subgenre. so i'm excited now that just kind of brings a question to my mind Do you really feel like it takes more skill to write a full-length novel than it does a short story? Because in my mind, I feel like if you're conveying a whole story, a whole timeline, you're getting a feel for the characters and the fear and everything. I feel like it takes more skill to hone that down into a short story than it does a whole novel. A lot of people say that, actually. And um, flash fiction is an entire story under 1,000 words, and that's 
again, a, quite a difficult skill. Um, so perhaps I didn't mean that it would take long because of um, the skill of it, but I mean the time scale of writing a full novel obviously takes a heck of a lot longer than a short story. But yeah, a short story, basically, any short story can be put into a novel because you're just adding to it. And I do feel you do a good job of doing that and adding a lot of character, even within like such a uh, like structured short story uh, format, I guess, is a way of saying it. Just because, I mean, with the two characters that you were able to write, I had like such a clear description of them. Uh, So I did. I enjoyed your writing. So I'm definitely interested. And I'm going to be going back through the catalog. Uh, Like I said, I was just attacking your (laughs) blog uh, beforehand as well. Uh, So I loved it. And it definitely gave me a feel for those men. Um, Those two, you know... Those two straight button, well, one of them, you know, very buttoned up, uh, uh, Adam was that way. So I loved it. Clear descriptions. I'm fantastic. And I'm so excited to read your four, you know, your first full length story, your novel. I mean, in general, it's very difficult to say, but do you, you yourself have an idea of like maybe what's your favorite horror film? Well, my, my favorite horror film is Dog Soldiers. Okay. That is my You're most like... favorite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah um but I do like um, I said I like slashers um and I I'm not a snob with that kind of thing because you you tend to find the people that say that they like slasher films but it can only be 70s and 80s oh, yeah. and if you start to say that you like things like scream you're almost like snubbed like oh that doesn't count is that kind of thing <laughs> but I don't care I love all my 90s films as well and all that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. Um, I also love anything like I mentioned to do with um, like deliverance and wrong turns and all of those kind of movies, uh, the hills have eyes or anything like that. Um, Wes Craven stuff is amazing. Um, Last House on the Left, all of that kind of thing. So I think um, movie wise, I like most horror and going into kind of your thriller horrors and your sci-fi horrors as well almost anything like that and we've got like Shudder and Netflix and Prime and Stars and just any kind of viewing platform possible. (laughs) I love it. So are you ready then for the next Wrong Turn film that's coming out this year? It comes out like in a couple of months like out of the blue. Yeah and and the new Scream and all of those kind of things the new Halloween. As I said I I give it all uh, the people kind of say oh no that's too mainstream and whatnot but I don't care. I I will follow my own path and I will watch what I want to watch I won't be dictated to and say no you you know that's that's not what a real horror fan watches but I'll also watch all the really old stuff I mean the 80s movies are amazing especially the ones that you can find on Shudder yeah <laughs> you know sort of, you know like Sleepaway Camp 10 and Friday the 13th part 10 million and stuff they're just, they're dreadful but they're great so great so campy and so ridiculous so what is your favorite slasher would you say then who is my favorite okay well my absolute favorite slasher is is actually more of a literary character and would be jack the ripper okay i'm absolutely obsessed with jack the ripper and obviously the fact that we don't actually know who it was and all of that kind of stuff i find that just so intriguing and again it's British so there's a lot of speculation over all that kind of thing and I've been on different tours in London and that kind of stuff but movie wise I think I'm probably Michael Myers 
I would go with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very, yeah, I love that. We had a discourse yeah. on our, um, was it our most recent episode? I don't know, where we were talking about, if I were ever to be, my lifelong goal is to just be stabbed by Michael Myers in a film. Yeah, it could be, you know, I could be in the movie for two minutes. Like my lifetime goal is to just, just kill me. That's all I want. That's all I need. So I completely <laughs> side with your, with your uh, Michael Myers being one of your favorites because I yeah. love him. And he scared me the most as a child too. He definitely scared oh, yeah. me the most as a child. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been such a joy, like truly. And we love speaking with you. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you ever so much for having me as well. <laughs> of course. We appreciate it. Uh, do you have any questions for us? We know we don't want to be those people. If you, <laughs> if you have questions for us, we're down. We're here. Um, only insofar as um, whereabouts in Vegas do you live? Because I'm obsessed with Vegas. <laughs> Are you? Um, well, I live. I actually live in Vegas, so that's the good thing, I guess. Because I used to live in um, Henderson, which is like one of the like outskirts, I guess, a little bit subdivisions. Okay. Uh, so now I'm kind of, I'm kind of far from the strip. I was a lot closer to the strip beforehand. I was probably like a 10 minute drive. Now we're pretty far. I'm pretty far out towards Summerlin, which is another subdivision that's closer to the mountains. So okay. I don't know, very like suburby at this point is where I am. So I kind of avoid like the strip and the partying. Uh, my first year here was insane, obviously. So obviously. <laughs> we don't talk about those moments. Um, a little bit more settled in now, you know, she's a housewife. So just in the suburbs, <laughs> enjoying myself now, like 20 minutes from the strip, probably, I would say. Oh, okay. 20 minutes is still cool. <laughs> you can see it from anywhere. That's the crazy thing about this city is it's, it's like a bowl. So like anywhere, like the strip is like legitimately in the middle of the bowl and you can see it from anywhere in the city. It's insane. Have you been here before? Yes, only once, uh, 2003, so a long time ago. But uh, wow. we stayed in we stayed in the Luxor for 10 <sighs> days. Yeah, and just did all of the touristy things and then had a couple of days um, in a lodge in the Grand Canyon as well, just Ooh. to kind of come down from it all. And that was amazing as well. <laughs> did you love the Luxor? That's my favorite hotel also is the Luxor. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. We loved it. Absolutely loved staying there. Yeah, it, it felt very luxurious inside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the one thing with that hotel, though, is the elevators are so ridiculous because the building's obviously like this. Yeah. So when you're in the elevator, sometimes you can feel like the elevator shift. Um, <laughs> So it's always, it was very terrifying when we were here. Obviously we were here for New Year's. So we were acting, you know, we were acting up, but yeah. that elevator was still, it was always like threw me for a loop and it just like, I freaked me out. Oh, definitely. Um, we liked the, which one's got the roller coasters? Like New York, New York. New York, the New York. Roller coaster mm -hmm. We did that one, but the, I couldn't go. Is it the stratosphere that's got the big one? Mm -hmm. up Yeah, I couldn't do that. I've never that been up there either. Scary. Yeah, no, don't worry. I've never been there. No way. There's too many Final Destination films for me. <laughs> yes. Oh, now Final Destination again. One of my favorite series of movies. One question from me then. Favorite Final Destination kill? Um, mine is. I believe it's in Final Destination Three. They're in the hardware store with the nail gun. That's my. Oh my favorite. yes. Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's so typical to say the tanning bed scene because that's one that everybody talks about. But it's just like 
the music i'm a person where like the music piece in a film or other portion in the film is like such a big thing for me so roller coaster playing in the background of that entire scene is like what like draws me in every single time uh but i'm also a really really big fan as well of oh no the first one obviously when she just gets hit by the bus like i don't know yes yeah definitely yeah that's amazing (laughs) Uh like out of nowhere like two seconds I feel bad for her you know she's just there she's the girlfriend character the entire movie she has like two lines and they knock her off with like the quickest kill I love that I love that and then in the fifth one it comes full circle I think and aren't aren't they on the bus that oh no they talk about a bus stopping I think because they hit her Yeah, yeah, they're quite meta, aren't they? They refer to them all the way through, and yeah, uh-huh. it all kind of ties back together. Yeah, a new one of that is coming out this year, also, or I, I think know. they're at least starting filming. And you yeah. know what? We're we're gonna be fed as horror fans. Oh, we yeah. really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you so much again for being here. We appreciate it. You're fantastic. Um, everybody, obviously, look into the book, the one that got away, Women of Horror Anthology Volume Three the one that got away uh, <laughs> because it's fantastic and I'm ready to complete the entire thing cover to cover. Uh, but Janine's for stories, you know, it's, it's great. We love it. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Not we'll be me. keeping our eyes peeled for the slasher. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be keeping my eye out for the 1980 UK slasher novel. That's going to feed my every ounce of being. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you guys very much. Of course. Thank you. We thank appreciate you again. It. Yes. Well, of course, everybody uh, follow Janine. I'm going to link legitimately everything in our show notes. I'm going to link your blog. I'm going to link the Amazon link for the book as well. And just please follow and support because Janine's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Of course. Well, uh, that's pretty much everything today. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.